feel like everybody just needs to stand up and shout something. <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> this lesson is going to um, be another brief one, but it's going to be um, one that I think is maybe more practical than, than the last one because it's taken from another section of James' epistle. So if you'll turn to James chapter 4, it's, um, it's one of the most often quoted scriptures, that is James chapter 4 and verse 15, where James write, writes, instead you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that. Now, we often use that expression, don't we? If, if someone makes a comment to us about seeing us in the future or what our plan is or where we hope to be, we'll say, well, if the Lord wills. Of course, if you're down south, you also say, in the creek don't rise. But, you know, it's, it's the idea that we understand this is going to happen if the Lord wills. Have you ever thought about how practical that is? I mean, that, that really touches virtually every area of your lives because we plan. We like to plan. Now let's just read back up in verse 13. James 4 verse 13, Come now you who say, Today or tomorrow we'll go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. If, if you are in business, you've had some conversation somewhere along the way that reflects those thoughts. You, you make plans. If, if you aren't in business, if you're an employee, you, you make plans for your future. We plan our vacations. We plan our retirement. We, we plan our estates. We, we plan for tax or hopefully to pay as little tax as possible. We, we like to plan. But he says in verse 14, yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. You talk about, you know, kicking the wind out of somebody's sails. I've got all these big plans, and then here comes James telling me, you don't even know what tomorrow's going to be like. You, didn't, you don't even know if you're going to be alive. And then he says, instead, the verse we just read, you ought to say if the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance, and all such boasting is evil. That's strong language. Therefore, to one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, to him it is sin. We take that verse and we set it by itself and we use it, and I, I don't think it's an inappropriate application, but we say, well, if there's something good that we know we ought to be doing and we, we don't do it, then that's sin. But look at the context in which that statement is found. It has to do with this mindset of arrogant presumption. So let's just look at this and ask the question first. Well, is, is planning the problem? Is making plans for the future the issue here? Today or tomorrow we'll go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. As I said earlier, we've all had those conversations. Is that the problem? No, that's not the problem. And I want to address that briefly by looking at a, a couple of Proverbs with you. And these were written 
by Solomon. They're found in the Old Testament. But I want you to notice the language of these Proverbs specific to the concept of planning. Proverbs 16 and verse 3, Commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. Well, God doesn't legislate that which is wrong. Commit your plans or your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. So there is a place for planning. But notice, God's in it. God's in the plan. Commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. And then also in this same chapter in verse 9, the mind of man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Notice again, God is in it. Planning isn't the problem. The problem is, it, is when we make plans, we don't make those plans in view of the fact that God is in it, that God's in control, and that it's only going to happen if the Lord wills. Uncertainty is one of the issues here. James 4, you do not know, verse 14, you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. Think about that. Think about all of the uncertainty that is a part of life. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, do we? I mean, there are so many things that could happen in our lives tomorrow that we just didn't expect. We didn't plan for. We didn't anticipate. And he says, as we noted earlier, you're just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Now, what a, what a, what a terrible thing to say about my life. And yet it's so true. You're, you're, just, you're just like the mist that comes and, and in, a, in a moment, you're going to be gone. You're going to be gone. Put that into your, your planning. Now let's go back to the book of Psalms. And, and notice a couple of statements here from, from the psalmist that I think are, are pertinent to this discussion about planning and, and maybe some of the problems that, that are associated with it. In Psalm the 39th chapter, you'll turn in your Old Testament and put your eyes on this passage. Psalm chapter 39 and verse 4. Lord, make me to know my end and what is the extent of my days. Let me know how transient I am. He's not praying that God will tell him, this is the day you're going to die. But he's asking in his prayer to God to give him self-awareness of the brevity of his life. The word transient means just passing through. Verse 5, Behold, you have made my days as handbreadths, and my lifetime is nothing in your sight. Surely every man at his best is a mere breath. In the grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme of life, how true, how true that is. And then in Psalm chapter 144 and verse 4, before we move to our final point, the psalmist wrote once again, man is like a, a mere breath. His days are like a passing shadow. How long does the shadow last? It doesn't last very long, does it? Well, uncertainty 
is the issue that comes into play whenever we're making our plans. And that's why we must go back to the statement, if the Lord wills. If the Lord wills, we will live. We don't, we don't even know that we're going to live. We don't even have a guarantee of life and also do this or that. Now, the last thing here in James chapter 4, and, and this is where I think we fail to see the seriousness of this issue. Look at the language again in verse 16. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. And all we're doing is making plans. Day or tomorrow we'll go to such and such a city, spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Well, maybe. If God's not in the plan, and if you don't move forward with the understanding that it's only if the Lord wills that it's going to happen. It's evil. That's strong language. Therefore, to one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, <coughs> to him it's sin. What's the sin? What's the sin? The sin is arrogant presumption. It's moving forward in life and not constantly reminding ourselves. It's not just a formula. It's a philosophy. It's a mindset. This will happen, but only if the Lord wills, will it happen. In Psalm chapter 19 and verse 13, again, the psalmist wrote the following. Psalm 19, verse 13. Also keep back your servant from presumptuous sins. Let them not rule over me. Then I will be blameless and I shall be acquitted of great transgression. Listen to that again. Keep back your servant from presumptuous sins. This is what we're talking about. It's, it's the sin of moving forward in life without giving God place in everything. Let them not rule over me, then I will be blameless. If I can learn to live my life this way, because God's always in it, then my way will be blameless, and I shall be acquitted of great transgression. Do you have the, the attitude, if the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that?